2: This is the Great Chat Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. On today's show, we have another fantastic ATP Challenger recap from Cracked Rackets contributors Damian Kust and Jakob Bobro. This week, they discuss the maiden Challenger title for Alexander Vukic, the former University of Illinois All-American, earning that first Challenger title this past week. He is clearly playing the best tennis of his career to start 2022, and on today's show, Damian and Jakob, explore exactly why that is. Of course, they also discuss the continued improvements of young Brit Jack Draper. Draper earning another challenger title this past week. They explain why and talk about his prospects moving forward. They look at the strong field for this upcoming week's event in POW and so much more. It is a fantastic episode that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, if you are looking for the latest and greatest news happening on the ATP and WTA tours, hop on over to our mini break podcast. Podcast feed. I know we have to play catch up over the next few days, but I've got some fantastic guests lined up to help us do so. As of course, we're still going to keep an eye on everything happening in the college tennis world, but we want to break down what's happening at the highest levels of the pros as well. So the Mini Break Podcast going to be the place for all of you listeners to turn to if you're looking for an update on all of the action happening at that level. Of course, all of that content available on our website, CrackRackets.com. A massive shout out to all of you listeners who tuned in this weekend. To our broadcast of the Division I Men's IT National Indoor Championships. Of course, we had fantastic numbers, and we we're so excited and honored to have that sort of opportunity. We are immensely grateful for all the support we received throughout the event. If you want to go check out some of the best college tennis you're going to see all season long, you can go watch replays of all of the action on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. Of course, you can hear our breakdown of it all later this week on our YouTube channel as well on this week's episode of The Deciding Point. But with all that said, you didn't come here for the plugs. You came to hear what's happening on the ATP Challenger Tour. So without further ado, let's get to it. Another ATP Challenger breakdown from Cracked Rackets contributors, Damian Koost and Yaka Barbaro.
0: Uh, hello, welcome to the next episode of the Challenger Podcast. Podcast. Uh, I got a point this week, uh, which you're going to hear about in a sec. Uh, we're currently tied with Jakub now in the in the predictions competition. Uh, so I guess we're just going to start with that. Uh, should we?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so in, in Bangalore, Alexander Vukic took the title, beat Dimitar Kuzman of 6-4, 6-4 his, his first title on, on the Challenger Tour. Interestingly enough, previous finals uh, lost twice to Kozlov last year, obviously, and then previously I think Manarino in 2020. Can't remember the tournament. Uh, But he moved up, yes, Monterey, yeah. Uh, He moved up to number 118, uh, up 17 spots, 73 points away from top 100. uh, Beat Kunesvaran, Clark, Purcell, and Goyo. Uh, Yeah, how, how did you like Vukic this week?
0: I mean he's gonna he's gonna drop the Monterey points in like two weeks. I think it's mm. 60 at this point. So not nothing uh hugely important, but I mean it's gonna be a, a little bit of a ranking drop. Uh but yeah, I mean this is the guy I picked, and this is a guy who must be picking I believe <laughs> like five times probably. Uh, I definitely <laughs> expected Alexander Vukic will, will get a, a challenger tournament at some point. Uh, he's improved his rally tolerance, he's improved uh, like, obviously he's always had that huge power on serve, especially on the forehand but pretty much on, on the backhand as well uh, but I believe he's better now at choosing which ball he will attack uh, and that's that's like been a very huge difference he, only asked, he served three times in this event, uh, twice to Purcell and once to Clark I believe yeah, I think so. Which we, which he, he only lo- he only lost four games to Clark, so that that's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. But then again, I mean, uh, just if I was to make a, a list of like five players who will get a challenger title soon, Alexander Vikic would really top that. Would really top that list. Uh, he's just been at this level for a long time uh the the list of his opponents in the finals you mentioned Kostov and Manarino uh, they both play such very unpleasant styles <coughs> Dimitar Kuzmanov kind of does as well but his balls are, are nowhere near as flat and nowhere near as tricky to face uh, and i think that helped Vukic today obviously i'm very happy to get a point <laughs> because it was uh you know it's like the seventh week we're doing this uh, and it was becoming a bit of a burden uh so, so I'm glad we're not tied. Uh I've always mentioned Vukic on this podcast as one as one of the guys that will probably have success at Challenger level soon. Uh I don't know if you can do much else than just you know just breaking the top 100. Uh I, I like I wouldn't really picture him as a guy who can uh, win big titles or something. But but this is certainly, you know, just, just getting to the 100, winning challenger titles, this is something he's surely capable of.
1: Um, yes, as as for Kuzmanov, his third challenger title uh, re enters the I top know. 200.
0: Sorry? Final. I just mentioned that, you uh, just yeah. said that it's Kuzmanov's first, uh, third challenger title.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Final. My bad. Uh, he he re enters the top two hundred. Uh, number one hundred ninety nine. Uh, beat only French players on his run, uh, which is quite <laughs> fun. Hugo uh, Grenier, Alexander Muller, Matthias Borg, and my pick for the title: uh, Enzo Cuoco, uh in the semifinals. Uh, yeah, how, how did you like Kuzmanov?
0: I mean, as I said, <laughs> I I am a little bit of a fan of Kuzmanov. Like I. Um you know he's just such a solid player. He's probably not ever going to the the heights that Vukic might go to. But uh I, I'm just I, I just always thought that he is capable of more than what he's doing, uh like, you know, at least last year and f- in 2021, 2022, he's now reached three uh, challenger finals that includes both clay and hardcore snow. After Bangalore, because he had Zadar and uh, Barcelona last year, right? I think I think that's I think that's, uh, I think that's uh, true. I think
1: so, yeah,
0: yeah. So 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 that's uh, I mean, as if you if you were listening to this, I, you probably remember me picking Kuzmanov to win like three events last year. <laughs> so I mean, I I was sort of expecting that, but. Uh, but by the time they reached the finals, I, I imagined Vukic was winning that because, as I said, I mean, Kozlov and Manarino were just so unpleasant for him. Uh, and Kuzmanov is an easier opponent, definitely. Uh,
1: yes, we should also mention uh, Borna Goyo. Uh, two very strong weeks in, in Bangalore last week of final, uh, this week semis. Uh, against probably an easier draw, uh, beat Palan, Kuznetsov and Belier. Um, Did did you see much of Goyo this week?
0: Yeah, I mean, compared to the Vukic-Goyo number one match at Bangalore last week, uh, it was quite a a difference, honestly. I mean, Goyo broke Vukic three times back then, uh, and this time he didn't even win a, a single point at Vukic's first serve was quite surprising i guess but honestly both of them deserve a challenger title i think if goyo yeah. keeps playing at this level he's also going to get it sometime soon i uh, i'd be surprised if if he just you know stays at this semifinal or something level as as we as we mentioned last week he's he's the highest ranked player without an itf title yet uh which i mean an ITF title, he's probably not gonna get it anytime soon because he's gonna be playing challengers. <laughs> uh, but he's also he's also the player who doesn't have a professional title yet, uh, and, and he's the higher highest ranked, uh, you know, he's the highest ranked at that. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's a fun fact, but the the highest ranked player without any final at like any level of competition is Hamad Medvedović, uh who's now six four five or something like this. I, I was pretty surprised to learn that it's that low, given Goyo has somehow, you know, had just three finals and still advanced so high. I don't know if that's impressive or, I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm just, I, I guess I'm just not sure. Uh, but but I believe he his time will come, especially if uh, there are some challengers like Bangalore. Like, for example, next week, Forley and uh, Paul are, you know they're tougher draws than Bangalore for sure, but if there are some weaker moments, then Goyo can definitely step up. He's he's been good enough. We we've always talked about him as a sort of, you know, uh, a a prospect that will finally realize himself.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's having a very strong years, Thirteen and five so far. Um, Number seven in in the challenger race right now. Uh, So he's certainly positioning himself for for a nice year here. Um, Yeah, anything else from from Bangalore? Uh, The the doubles where
0: Ramkumar Ramanathan finally (laughs) lost. Uh, He's (laughs) 0-5 and 15-1 in doubles right now. I watched watched the final uh, of the doubles there. Uh, I'm... Seemed very high quality, as I mentioned you know, very often. I'm not, I'm not exactly a doubles expert, uh, but but I did watch that. To see if Ramanathan goes uh, sixteen and zero, he didn't. Uh, it's it's funny because his previous best start to the year was two and and0 so you know, he exceeded that by seven and a half times. Uh, obviously, he. He's not going to focus on doubles right now, uh, but I guess it's a very exciting array, like you know, a, a way in which in which he can extend his career next, you know, later on, because he won, he broke the top one hundred for the first time in doubles. He also won the first two two tour level events uh, with uh, Rohan Bopana. Now he's now now he's playing with Sakaf Menani and reached a final in Bangalore, also clinched the title the week before. Uh, very fun, very fun final, but but Ramadhan couldn't keep up the winning streak. Obviously, the winning streak is only in doubles. He's 15-1 right now and 0-5 in singles, which is quite the contrast.
1: Yeah, and, and he's actually going doubles only for, for next week. He's playing in, in Dubai. Oh. Uh with with Menini, he's got a wild card. Um not playing the, the qualifying there. I assume that his ranking was not high enough to enter. Um so yeah, we we, we might see more more of this from, from him. Uh because I mean he is a top 100 doubles player. Yeah. And definitely has the potential to, to go higher if he if he focuses on that. Um yeah, should we go to Forley? Sure. Uh yes, Forley, where we're with Jack Draper. Uh, beat Tim van Rijthoven six one six to dominant final performance. Uh, his second challenger title, both in in lea here, uh, he breaks the top 200 uh, and actually goes up to number 162. Uh, on his way to the final, he beat Mirza Basic, Quentin Alice, Evan Furness, uh, and Watanuki. Um, how did you like Jack Draper this week?
0: I guess I sort of expected him, given... Like before the off season, before the break that we had, uh, you'd never really think that Draper was gonna progress that fast. But after he showed up in Forley, having so much more <coughs> control over his ground strokes and all, I mean, you sort of expect that, but then again, I, I still didn't think that he would crush Van Reythoven so easily in the final. Like Forley, yeah. Forley has such fast indoor hard conditions. And the serve that how you take break points was such an important part of so many matches early on here, especially Alice Draper for example, because this is this is why we didn't pick uh, Draper or Alice to win the to win the tournament, right? Yeah, because we were so afraid of the of the second round between Alice and Draper, and it was ultimately I believe it was decided by who takes their chances because Draper had this 0-40 zero, zero hole at. Uh, at four five in the opener, I just you know he, he just came out of it and Alice couldn't and I, I guess that's no wonder given Alice has had these issues with winning matches, you know, taking his opportunities before. Uh, but something I certainly didn't expect was the six one six two demolition in the final. Van Rytoven was serving absurdly well against Borges in the semis, the whole tournament really. Uh, In the first six matches, he only dropped serve once. So that was quite a shock. Uh, I mean, at this rate, Draper is is really not going to play in Challengers much longer. Obviously, the clay season is coming, so it could be really tough to make the top 100 by like Wimbledon, unless he keeps winning Challengers. Uh, But by the end of the year is now a very, very realistic expectation.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially considering that he's going to get some, some wild cards in the summer again.
0: Yeah, uh, grass for, for sure. Yeah.
1: For the grass events, he can certainly be a threat. We, we, we've we seen that from him. Uh, he's actually number one in the race right now uh, oh. in the Challenger. Obviously, it's it's very early. Because
0: he's 1-2, uh, right? Is there anyone else that that's 1-2 Challengers? I don't think so. Right?
1: Um... I don't think so. Be- behind him is Stricker, who obviously won one win one. Won and lost one, yeah. And, uh Nishioka, one win one final post-pitcher, one one title. Uh, yeah, and uh, unless somebody like won a won a. 50 no, no,
0: definitely, so. definitely not. I, uh, I'm I'm sure he's the only one with two titles at this point.
1: Uh, yes, yeah. As, as for Van Rietveld, I mean, he actually qualified for 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 this event, uh, which yeah. I mean, he, he won't have to do much longer. He's clearly too good for challenge qualifying at this point. Uh, beat Kapaki, Ji uh, mm-hmm. Zhang, Yasutaka Uchiyama, Braden Schner, Robin Hasse, and my pick for the title, uh, Nuno Borges. Who I mean, I'm, I'm quite pleased that he made the semis. I was very uncertain about who to pick, and uh, for, for for Borges to make a semi, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. But when he actually makes the top 200 as well, he's number 200 now uh, after after this week. Uh, so certainly impressive from him, and despite the the final where he just got outplayed, really. Um, who who else do you want to talk about here from from the fully draw? Um,
0: I don't know. I mean, Van Rijthoven certainly deserved that. Honestly, I uh, I picked Salvatore Caruso, who was the second seat. He withdrew. Uh, but then I, I really don't think he was beating Van Rijthoven anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I really didn't expect that level of demolition in the final. Uh, but Van Rijthoven is someone that really deserves to have a challenger title at this point. I think he's he's really good enough. And indoors, obviously the clay season is coming, but we've got a full month of, of playing under the roof uh, probably in front of us uh, and even if i mean i i would be really shocked if this guy didn't get a challenger title in like the next year or so he's just uh, you know the, the backhand which is an issue when the conditions are slower uh, on faster surfaces you don't really see that and and the, the serve is obviously excellent he's so great so great at the first strike ten, at first strike tennis and i mean I have been constantly super impressed at Van Rittoven's play. Uh honestly, the final was simply something that I didn't really expect. Uh just him to just, you know, lose uh get, get broken twice in both sets was something that I, I don't think anyone could have could have predicted. It's not like I'm going going to go for an upset of the week there since I figured it was like a, a 50/50. Uh, but but still, I mean, uh, I believe Van Rietoven's time has to come pretty soon. Obviously, Draper is the one of the higher potential, but but it would just be very weird for for Team Van Riethoven to not have a challenger title. It was his second final uh, after Segovia last year, when he lost uh, a very close one to to Benjamin Bonzi.
1: Uh, yes, we, we we should mention also uh, Yosuke Watanuki, also a qualifier, made the semis, uh, beat um, Gianmarco Ferrari and Francesco Maestrel to qualify, and then Jesper De Jong, Maximilian Martel, and Gregor Barer. Uh, so very impressive week from him. Um, he's he's also making his way up the up the rankings, and should be a, a challenger regular, I think, very pretty soon here. Uh, yeah, anybody else from from fortley
0: Uh, no, I think we can go to the um, sorry, much of the much an upset of the week
1: first, yes. yeah. Uh, yes, much an upset of the week. Uh, who was your upset of the week here?
0: My upset of the week, um, I mean, I believe most people would go for this, uh, and even though this was the second week he was playing, truth in saying. I mean, I still expected him to get at least to the quarters when he would face Quacoa. We actually talked about this match a, a little bit in, in the previous last week. And Marcos Calovelonis uh, took me by like, complete surprise, honestly. Uh, the, the way he returned his serve was just, you know, he, he he showed all the other players, I guess, how to absolutely bulldoze through Seng's games. <laughs> Uh, and because calvalonis has mostly been a doubles players in the past two years i mean I, I don't think we're getting a bigger upset than this like i'm i'm not sure the whole year we're gonna get a big bigger upset than Carlo Vellonis sank and especially the extent of it of course because sank won just four games and you no, know, especially as the the title that he won the week before was not necessarily that much of a factor because he because Sank didn't even lose a set, there. so he wasn't even yeah. that that tired there.
1: Yeah, I've I've, I've also gone for this. Yeah. Uh, only four games to to win for Sank. That that's insane. Against a guy who is barely inside the top one thousand at this point, lost his second match uh, quite easily to to Johan Niklas, who. I don't view as some sort of juggernaut or something. <laughs> uh, fun thing about about Calovello is though is that he played with Toshi Dematsui uh, and actually won a round in in doubles, so, so that's nice to see. Um, but yeah, definitely the upset of the week. I I, I I think when I checked the bookies, it was like something you say like eight to one or something. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
0: because I I, I have nine eighty six even. I mean obviously it's going to you know, when when the odds are this high it's going to be uh much different at uh, at at the book you check but mm, yeah, yeah. Th- this is one of the bigger ones that we're going to get all year for sure
1: uh yes and for match of the week who did you go for
0: i'm not sure honestly like that, there was a little bit of a shortage of close matches i imagine this this week um what did I have the, the most fun watching? I will probably go with uh, Torpegaard Moroni, like, just for the drama. Uh, didn't really expect Torpegaard winning this, although obviously he's good in fast conditions. Uh, rarely plays well outside of Ohio. Uh, but there was some some really crazy stuff there, like the, the match point that uh, Torpegaard had at 6-5, then he fell, still hit the shot. <laughs> Uh, but but lost the match point, uh, then then ended up winning anyway. But, but just just for the drama, really. Uh, Torpegaard won eight six in the in the first set tiebreak, uh, and that that was quite a fun match to follow. Uh, most of the stuff that I watched this week, otherwise finished in straights. I feel like, or just was, you know, had a had a very clear favorite from the from the very beginning.
1: Um, yeah, I mean I, I went for a straight set match here. I went for Draper beating Halleys. Uh, I feel like it was yeah. one of the the, the the biggest matches of the week. I, I, I think from the early rounds that like went to, went on to define the tournament and stuff. Uh, it was obviously when the courts are fast like this uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of surf plus one uh, game but from from uh, when Draper got to construct points I was also very impressed with him um so yeah that's that's what i'm going for here
0: yeah that that, that's that's very sound as well uh that was (laughs) some sort of like a a blockbuster of the challenger tour you could say (laughs) if if you're like a hardcore follower of the challenger tour then alice draper is the is the match you're certainly not gonna miss uh and it delivered even though it was a, a straight setter it certainly delivered
1: all right are you ready to get into these previews yep all right, so we so we have PAO uh or or, or Paul, maybe, yeah. Uh Paul, uh, which is a 100. Uh we have the top seed Benjamin Bonzi facing Maxime Janvier. Uh, I just saw this here. they to head is 3-3. So this is going to be the <laughs> seventh match, uh, which is <laughs> pretty wild. Um winner faces Katzperzhuk or a qualifier. Other seed in the section is Vashek Pospecial against Antoine Huang, who is big time struggling this year. One and six on the year, um, struggling to get wins at all. And then uh winner of that match faces one of the qualifiers that play each other in the first round. Second section we have Virgil Lehečka uh, playing Michal Kukushkin. Uh, winner faces Andrei Kuznetsov or Manuel Ginnárt. We have six seeds, Joe Simon playing a qualifier. Winner faces uh, Ruben Bemelmans or Elio Benšetri. Then we have a third section, big match first round here. We have uh, pierre hugues Herbert playing Dominic Stricker, which that, that, that's the one you have to uh, tune in for, for sure. Winner faces Gregor Barrer or Arl Mayo. Then we've got uh, Quentin Alice here playing Alexander Muller. Winner faces Nino Sedelusic or Nicola Kuhn. And then a, I think, absolutely stacked, uh, at least with names, uh, final section, we have Richard Gasquet playing a qualifier. Winner faces Konstantin or qualifier. Then we have fifth seed Norbert uh playing Luca Pui, and the winner of that faces Joe Wilfried Tsonga or Roman Safiulin. Uh, Safiolin, by the way, who beat Tsitsipas uh, last week. So I mean, a huge, huge section there. Very exciting tournament. I'm, I'm really, really stoked for this. Uh, who, how, how do you like this draw? Who do you like here?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's worth to mention also that the the qualifying draw features uh, Radu Albot, which is quite a shock. I mean, uh, a top 100 player is rather unexpected in the the qualifying draw of a challenger, of course. Uh, He signed up late. Uh, There's been a few absolute stunners in the qualifying already. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone outside Albot can can really be figured as some some guy that can make a big run. Uh,
1: well, Gulbis maybe. But, yeah, well.
0: Gulbis maybe, but do you really...
1: It's just, just sort of fun to, to throw yeah. in there.
0: Like, uh, Yeah, like you don't really expect him to win seven matches in a row. Yeah. Um, and in terms of predicting the winner, this draw is just absolutely sick because most of the favorites that I have in mind, like Leheczka, He's playing Kukushkin right away. Or Herbert, he's playing Streaker right away. So you don't really want to go there. Uh, Safiurin Tsonga is another one. Like, I was honestly v- very much considering uh, a play that you did three weeks ago, two weeks ago, uh, when you went for Tsonga. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, it really seemed like, I mean at least indoors i really want to <coughs> like I can't wait to look how this guy looks indoor uh, how this guy look on uh, looks on clay or on hardcores outdoor hardcores in general like i at least indoors he's so much better than 2020 or 2021 so yeah. i really wouldn't be shocked at him winning this but if he needs to go through Safiulin and then gombosh Puy, that's you know that, that that might be a bit too much. Then Gasquet, even if he, if Gasquet gets to the quarterfinals, or even Lestienne, that that that's, that that is simply a really hard draw. So I think I'm just gonna go for Benjamin Bonzi, uh, just because there's so many qualifiers in his draw. Uh, he could be a bit tired, given he won Cherbourg, then went to the semis in Marseille. Obviously, very glad to he to see him finally. Uh, doing something at the ATP Tour level. I think the, the win over Karatsev can can really get him going. Also the set he took of Rublev. Uh, I'm hopeful that the, the confidence that he gets that just that he can simply see that he can play with these guys. Like we knew that, but he never really showed it at the ATP Tour, tour level. Uh, and I'm hopeful that, that he's going to be very motivated in, in this one. And he's simply the only favorite I see with a rather easy draw. Still, this this you know the field is so good here that he plays Juk in the second round. They play unless unless a qualifier defeats Juk, uh, which you know if it's Radu Albot, then, <laughs> then it's perfectly fine. Radu Albot is going to be a favorite of this. Uh, Bonzi Juk was. I don't know if a rivalry did last year, but they played like a couple of times. It was it was really close uh on both occasions. So I mean, all I'm trying to say is that I have literally zero confidence in this peak, but out of the guys that I have in mind, I think he has the easier draw. So the easier, even the easiest draw. So I'm gonna go with Benjamin Bonzi again. I don't wanna, you know. Uh, I I don't want to miss out on a Benjamin Bonzi point again.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult draw to try and uh, pick somebody from here. Um, <clears throat> um as uh, as for the the Bonzi Janvier hit hit, I was actually wrong. It's it's three to two Janvier. Um, Bonzi, uh, 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 it, show, it showed me a. Uh, juniors match that they played, uh, which, which which Bonzi won. Um, but I mean, I, I have to be Bonzi. Um, he's, he's got joke here. He's got post-special in the section, but it's a lot of qualifiers, which could be dangerous, as we said. Uh, but all, everybody else is just tied up. Like, like Lech, Kapolini, Kukushkin in the first round is, I think, quite difficult. It gives me the vibes of Machach losing to, to Kukushkin. Um, even though I mean, Lechka, um did so well in in Rotterdam two weeks ago, uh, so impressive. Picking anybody from that final section, I think, is is suicide. It's just it's just so stacked. Uh, as he says, striker, Herbert, they're, they're they're playing each other. So I I think Bonzi is sort of the the obvious pick that we have to go for here.
0: I'm one of the bumps <laughs> that I'm not gonna <laughs> have, have more points than you after Paul. But maybe, <laughs> maybe Forli is gonna bring a, a little bit of a difference to that.
1: Yes, so so forli, we have Tomasz Machac, uh, the top seed, playing Lukas Latsko. Uh, winner faces Stefano Napolitano or a qualifier. Then we have Franco Acomedone playing special exam, team Van Reithoven. Um, winner faces Maximia Mater or a qualifier. Second section, we have Salatore Caruso playing Juan Pablo Ficovic. Winner faces Andrea Pellegrino or Nuno Borges. Then we have Ilya Marchenko, uh, sixth seed playing Yasutaka Uchiyama. Winner faces Gastel Elias or a qualifier. Third section, we have Mats Morang uh, playing a qualifier. Winner faces Mirza Basic or Flavio Koboli. Also in the section is Hugo Grenier playing Bryden Schner. Winner faces Lorenzo Giustino or Filip Horanski. And uh final section, we have Damir Jumhur, second seed playing uh Jesper De Jong or Jack Draper. Uh, then we have Zizu Bergs playing Matteo Arnaldi, uh winner faces Sachko or a qualifier. Also uh Michael Moe in the qualifying. It kind of surprised me. I wasn't expecting him to to, to see him there. Uh, but there he is. He's playing uh Philippe Christian Giano uh, in the final qualifying. So uh who do you like in this draw? Who who jumps out at you?
0: Yeah, I didn't check something that I wanted to see. Uh okay, I I I see it now. Uh I, I thought maybe Mo hasn't played in Europe for a little while longer, but apparently he played uh, French Open Qualities and Zagreb last year, which I you know, read and you know, it slipped, slipped out of my mind pretty easily. He lost to Potik van the Zanskoop in, in Zagreb last year. That's that's quite interesting. Anyhow, um uh, yeah, another draw that it's it's very hard to pick out a favorite. Uh, as you mentioned, you picked Nuno Borges last week. I believe he's just not really, you know, indoor hard, especially this fast as in 4D. That's not his best conditions. He's yeah. Uh, he loves when he has time to set up the forehand. So uh, I'm really just. I'm struggling to pick anyone here. As I mentioned, I believe Van Rythoven is bound to win an Enderheart title at, at some point. But is this really the draw where I wanna pick him? I mean Agamemnon, Martere, and then one of Mahaclachko, That's you know that that that's significantly tougher than what he's had in Forley last week.
2: Uh
0: just because I have no one else, like usually you'd expect me because I've mentioned this guy multiple times. I think you usually would expect me to pick Mats Muraik, maybe, uh, because he. Uh, I I still believe that this guy has like top one hundred potential in him, but his physical state has been a mm-hmm. little bit of a mess. Uh, so so I I have really like no no way to really expect much of (coughs) morale draper plays the young then Jumhur. that's hard especially second week in a row uh so i'm really torn honestly i'm really just torn between bergs and going for a hero call with van reythoven again um what which, which one do i do i want to go with I don't know. I just I just don't like the draw that Zizou Bergs has with Dayong Draper or Djumhur in the quarters. That that's kind of screams trouble for me. So I think I'm gonna go with Van Rijthoven. But just because I don't really believe that this is a week, at least this is a tournament where we're gonna get, be getting points. Uh, I mean, it's just really hard to pick anyone out of the draw. So I'm gonna go with Van Rijthoven. But there's like very little confidence in in this one you know from me
1: yeah once again very hard to pick that that second section is really offering itself up because he has so many i think i would say filler players who aren't going to win this tournament uh but but, i mean the, the the only one that i was sort of looking at was marchenko but like his his form is not good he's i don't know he's 34 now um so, so, so the trust, more we're uncertain of his of his physical state. He's only played two matches, two losses this year. Hugo Grenier is somebody that I like to go for. Uh, he's out of form though, uh, and he actually, I I think he was sick. Uh, he he was drew from from the doubles. Uh, I think
0: there was some uh, at the Australian Open, like he he had some issues, right? But I think that was mostly overplaying. So so I don't, I'm not sure how if it's yeah uh, so no, if it's anything uh, of any importance to to his tournament, to his performance here
1: uh, yeah so um that final section we the, 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 there's is Isubergs uh whose draw i very much like jack Draper there uh what what i do think is interesting though is that draper after his first title lost first round uh in in the in the week after. And he does have Jesper De Jong and then Jumhur, who I think Jumhur could be a pretty tricky opponent for him. With I mean, his retrieval skills are not what they used to be at his peak, uh, but but I think he's he's still quite good. Um, I'm going for Zizou Berks. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it. Um, the the first runs I just I just like a lot, and then yeah, I mean Draper slash Jumhur slash De Jong for quarters is tough, um, but it's it's what makes. Sense to me the most from from this difficult draw to pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, as I said, I can very much understand that. I, I was definitely thinking of Zizou Baric's. Uh He's got a lot of points to defend in March. Uh, mm-hmm. He won Lille and Saint Petersburg last year. Uh, he just lost to Djokovic Be- uh, two times uh, in in the weeks that that have just passed, like in Marseille and Montpellier, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Both ATP Tour Qualies. Um that, that's why I, I didn't really feel comfortable in him. <laughs> and as you, as you said, I mean Draper, uh it's a tough draw. If you wanna go back to back, the young Jumhur Bergs, that's not what you're gonna be, that's not what you want. Uh also it's quite interesting that Bergs could get Sachko in the second round and they played at the Australian Open. I think Bergs was well, somewhat confident in this one. Uh he was probably uh, at at this at the point when he got injured, he was the, the clear favorite of, of this clash. Uh yeah, and I guess that's what we're gonna finish on. Um see you in a week when we're gonna discuss the events of Forley and Po. Uh
2: yeah, and thanks for listening again. Bye. Hope all of you enjoyed another ATP Challenger breakdown from Cracked Rackets contributors Damian Kust and Babro. A huge thank you to them, as always, for their work. I mean it when I say it. Every week, you are not going to find two people further ensconced on the ATP Challenger being more knowledgeable about that level of tennis. So, as always, thank you to them for contributing here to our Cracked Rackets team. Of course, there's so much else happening across levels in the tennis world. You're looking for the latest ATP and WTA news. Head on over to the Mini Break Podcast. going to hear from some of the best coaches, players to start this 2022 college tennis season, head on over to our Cracked Interviews podcast feed, hoping to get more pro interviews for all of you over the course of the next month. Obviously, we've been on the national indoor grind, but ready to reset things here at Cracked Rackets, Focus more broadly on everything happening in the tennis world, as we always do. I apologize for slacking behind, but again, going to pick up my efforts here moving forward. So if you're looking for more content, it's all going to be available on our website, CrackedRackets.com, of course course like rate subscribe review to this show the mini break podcast correct interviews podcast and our youtube channel to ensure that you don't miss out on any of the action of course if you need the more immediate updates twitter instagram facebook youtube we are at cracked rackets i am at al gruskin a shout out as always to super producer daniel westoff for the f- of an editing job he does day in day out making all of this content possible With all that said for cracked rackets contributors damien kust and yakababra our super producer daniel westoff and all of us here At both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot. And we will see you all next time. Thanks, everyone.